Hey, psst. You. Yeah, you. Bird on the street is. You ducking love birds. So do I. I think they're owlsome. I think they're emusing. I think they're excellent. I think they're dovely. Welcome to Chirp Off the Old Block. Welcome to Chirp Off the Old Block, episode two. As of this episode's release, it's November 1st. I hope you had a very happy Halloween. I hope you left Pixie Six and Boozy Punch-Up for Freddy, Jason, and Michael. And you were rewarded with frights and other such delight. So okay. I have a feeling I'm getting my holidays confused. Whatever, Halloween is over anyway. It's no longer spooky season. It's podcast time. November 1st. Unless you're listening to this episode in the distant future. But whatever, who cares? If this is your first episode, welcome. This is the okayest bird podcast on the market. It's dorky, it's fun, and it's lightly academic, so you can say you've learned a fun fact today. We love you, and you're welcome here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Hopefully, now that we're in our first normal episode, things will run a lot smoother than last time. Or it could be a train wreck. Who knows? If you're listening to this and the audio is way better, that's because I managed to have the studio be my friend instead of my enemy today, which I am grateful about. Before we jump in, I'd like to thank everyone who listened to episode one. As of now, we've gotten nothing but positive feedback. In fact, I think I'm doing pretty well at this podcast thing. I don't know. I'm just happy that I can make other people happy. People are really raving about it. Also, if I sound weird, that's because it's fall and no matter how many vitamins I take, seasonal allergies will always seek to kill me. I am stuffed, my throat is sore, my ears hurt, but hey, show's gotta go. The show must go on. I got bands and They want an episode. That being said, let's jump right into the episode with our first segment, Bird Biography. Today, we'll be discussing the African Grey Parrot. The African Grey Parrot is also known as the Grey Parrot, the Congo Grey Parrot, or the Congo African Grey Parrot. As their name suggests, they live in Africa. According to the University of Michigan Museum of Zoology, they span the forest belt of central to western Africa. In the wild, they typically live in forests. They're herbivores in the wild and eat mostly nuts and fruits. They are incredibly social amongst themselves, despite being very shy to humans in the wild. They are highly intelligent. They are shaped like a parrot. They're gray with black beaks and red tails. They have these little white masked patterns across their faces. I know, this is all very descriptive. They are considered a near-threatened species, in part due to a significant number of parrots being captured to be sold as pets each year. A lot of people wonder about the ethics of owning pet parrots. Some people say that birds should be in the wild and that making them live in our homes is horrible. Others say that parrots can be happy with human owners, but this takes a very savvy owner. I'm not saying you shouldn't get these animals as pets. I'm just saying to make sure to get them from a reputable source. 
I haven't done much research on the matter, but don't get a wild-caught bird. There are plenty of bird rescues. Get from them. And please, don't get one if you don't know what the f*** you're doing. It's important to know that these birds can live up to 40 to 60 years in captivity under good conditions. They're beautiful and intelligent, but they need a lot of care and attention. They're noisy, they're messy, they need a lot of space. They also need a lot of time out of the cage, social time, toys to keep them enriched, and so much. However, if you really have done your research and have found out the implications of having a bird in your life, you should be able to be a parrot parent. A parent. In fact, if you know for a fact you are ready to give a bird a good home, do it. Get a rescue bird. You're good for it. Alright, I hope that wasn't a downer because things do get better and more fun from here. They're incredibly intelligent animals, which makes them very popular as pets. Even though not every African Grey can talk, when they do, it matches the voices of people a little too well. Kinda creepy, but really cool. Apparently they're like toddlers, where they'll repeat everything except the stuff you want them to learn. Ooh, that sounds like trouble. I have a human toddler niece. That makes me sound like a robot. A human toddler niece. And she says the wildest stuff. Last time I saw her, she told me that I was stupid, that I was under arrest, and that my name was Corona. Now I'm just imagining hearing that kind of talk coming from a bird. <laughs> oh, it sounds like trouble, trouble all around. They can also copy accents, which I don't know why I didn't realize that they could sooner. I mean, it sounds like a given, but it just never clicked in my brain? Weird. My boyfriend showed me a video of an African gray parrot with a Scottish accent, and we both kind of told each other, wow. I didn't realize parrots have accents. I mean, it should have been a given. I watched videos of other African greys who took on their owner's voices, but they're mostly American parrots, so I guess it didn't really faze me that much. I should have figured that if an owner has an accent, the parrot's gonna pick up the accent. Why Why I never did realize that, I'll never know. Whatever. Parrots can even learn how to make noises that aren't people. They can learn how to make water noises, truck noises, phone noises, whatever they might hear regularly, I guess. Some African gray parrots even have a musical flow if they grow up in environments with music. Here's a clip of Santos the parrot, who is owned by musician Steve Wickwire. In a YouTube video titled, Parrot Thinks He's Snoop Dogg. In the next segment, we'll discuss another notable African Grey. This African Grey picked up on his owner's musical stylings too, but in a much different way, for a much different genre. Before we do that, I'd like to thank my sources for this segment real quick. I'd like to thank Santos' owner, Steve Wickwire, for letting me use an audio clip of his bird. I'd also like to thank AnimalDiversity.org, AfricanParrot.com, PetHelpful.com, and TheSprucePets.com. With that being said, let's get into the next segment. The Word on Your Birds. bird news thing situation isn't really anything new, but it's still interesting. Today we'll be talking about the band Hatebeak. Hatebeak is a death metal band. I don't know a lot about death metal as a genre and what makes it good or bad, but the reason we're discussing it today is because Hatebeak's main vocalist, Waldo, is a parrot. 
Looking on the band's MySpace page, which is something I never thought I'd say in 2021, I can see that... Actually, I can't see much of anything because MySpace is weird and I'm guessing the page hasn't been updated since MySpace was relevant. It's a bit f***ed <coughs> up. Dare I say the layout is foul. <laughs> Looking at Discogs.com, Hatebeak is listed as a death metal grindcore band. I don't speak metal, but I'm assuming that's accurate. The members are Blake Harrison, human, Mark Sloan, also human, and Waldo, a parrot. Here's a clip of the band performing live. Haha, soik! They do not perform live. The members of the band have stated that they would just never be able to do that with Waldo. Honestly, props on them for that. A lot of people would probably pay money to see that kind of act, but they chose the decision that was best for the animal. I haven't been able to find many details on the creation of the band, but I did see somewhere that Waldo had started making weird, brutal, intense sounds since before he became a musician. They say he'd do these intense growls, and they just had the idea of him doing vocals. Take this with a grain of salt, because somehow I managed to lose the source I got this from. Oh, bravo, LaFew. Brilliant podcasting. They have released many songs, some of which being called Bird Seeds of Vengeance, Pecked Up for Barbecue, Hellbent for Feathers, and Nested Are the Sick. Their most recent album, Birdhouse by the Cemetery, has a comment written on its Bandcamp page by user Little Glass of Water. This comment says, it's a damn bird singing the metal song. Damn right it is. This album is a split album, which is defined as an album which has tracks from two or more separate artists. The other tracks on this album come from the band Borglue, which has vocals done by guinea pigs. Pretty creative, all things considered. There's a surprising amount of bands with non-human members, but as far as I've researched, Waldo is the most popular avian musician in the metal genre. Here's a snippet from their album, Number of the Week. Haha, ha, psych again! I'm not taking a risk by playing any of their music on my podcast. I don't want to get copyright striked or however that works. You want to check them out? They're on the internet. Just Google them. Heck, if you're listening to this on Spotify, they might have their music up on Spotify. Who knows? I don't know much about the conventions of this genre and what makes for good or bad death metal grindcore. But even though this isn't what I usually listen to, it makes me feel things I didn't think I could. I kind of dig it. Could be because I like parrots, but hey. I'd like to give credit to Hatebeak's human musicians, too. They're two-thirds of the band, and they deserve to be appreciated, too. Overall, even though this isn't an area I know a lot about, I think it's interesting. Now, I think that's it for this segment. But there's so much time left on the episode, Toby. What are you gonna do? I've been wanting to try a new segment towards the end of these episodes. It isn't really bird-related, so if you came here for birds, I'm sorry. But if you guys like it, I'll keep it in. It's like a little life update, where you can hear about what's going on in the Tobyverse. It's a little stupid and off-topic, but if you guys like it, I'll do it more. But if not, hey, you can send us hate mail at Twitter at Chirpold. Can't bother making a theme jingle for this segment, so let's just get into it. It doesn't have a name yet, but if you could suggest one, that'd be great. I know you're begging me. Toby, please, I want to hear more about birds. Please, talk birdie to me. Oh, sorry, this segment won't be for you. Once again, not sure what to call it, let's just get into it. Something happened to me and it was so weird and funny that I just have to talk about it. It's just taking up all of my mental real estate right now. I will not be able to do anything until I tell this story. I call it the time I got caught up in an imaginary wizard battle and got absolutely roasted by a child. (laughs) 
So I was walking home from downtown McPherson. It was a little dark and quite chilly. I was strolling along, humming a little tune. I heard something odd. First, I thought it was just someone yelling for the sake of yelling. But then as I got closer, I saw a group of three girls around 12 years old, maybe, standing in a circle and yelling at each other. But then, as I was passing them, I finally realized what the f*** was going on. I see them all throwing invisible things at each other and yelling stuff like, HURRICANE! LIGHTNING BOLTS! THUNDER PUNCH! So, okay. McPherson has a problem with teenage wizard fights. I had to get in on this. I love a good wizard fight. I stop dead in my tracks, look across the street, and yell, FIREBALL! Throw ten fireball in the street. I must have been a pretty powerful pretend wizard because they were in awe. They kept looking at each other, just saying, YO, FIREBALL! FIREBALL! I felt more powerful than ever. It was amazing. I was a legend. That was until this happened. I'm walking away. As this group of Midwestern preteen wizards is behind me, I hear one of them just yell, YOURMOM.COM! <laughs> she was yelling it at me. Surely the most powerful of wizard spells. Alright, I think that's it for the episode. I'm not sure if that was awesome or unpheasant. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at chirpoles and on Tumblr at chirpofftheoldblock.tumblr.com. Consider buying some of our merch on redbubble.com. It's linked at the top of our social media sites. I never feel comfortable advertising my Redbubble shop on the show, but hey, fuck it. Gotta get customers somehow. Thank you to the Podwrangle for helping me publish and release this show to the public. Please check out some of the other amazing programs produced by the Podwrangle. And as always, thank you for listening. If you liked this one, you might like our next episode. Join us on November 15th for our next episode. We're going to be talking about pigeons, and oh boy, this might be a long one. In fact, it might end up being a two-parter. Stay tight. I'm excited for it. I'm cooking it up. Now, let's finish this episode before it gets awkward. <laughs>